Welcome back to the Anthony Murphy podcast. Louise has kindly taken some time out of her day to, to talk to us specifically around personal branding. Louise is a personal branding coach based in Sydney. She's spent time working at several Fortune 500 companies in the past and she now helps business owners and leaders differentiate and build their authority in the market through the RCU personal blueprint, which I'm very excited to dive into. Uh, it's a topic that's uh, obviously close to my heart and uh, I know it is to a lot of our listeners as well. So that episode is coming up next. Louise, welcome to uh, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Very excited to talk to yourself as well. And as a, uh, a little bit of an intro for everybody tuning in today, uh, Louise has kindly taken some time out of her day to, to talk to us uh, specifically around personal branding. So a little bit of context, uh, Louise is a personal branding coach based in Sydney. Uh, she's spent time working at several Fortune 500 companies in the past, and she now helps business owners and leaders differentiate and build their authority in the market through the RCU personal blueprint, which I'm very excited to dive into. Uh, it's a topic that's uh, obviously close to my heart and uh, I know it is to a lot of our listeners as well. So again, Louise, thanks for jumping on the show. Very excited to talk to you and uh, yeah, looking forward to talking all things personal branding. Yeah, amazing. Thank you. Would love to touch on your backstory just to get started with. Um, again, you know, career in several Fortune 500 brands as well. Um, there's lots to unpack there alone. But yeah, would love to get your, uh, you know, your um, thoughts on your previous career before what you're doing now. So yeah, would love to hear about that. Yeah. So I should preface it by saying that my dad ran his own marketing consultancy. So that probably affected my career choice there. Okay. I see. I see. Yeah, so he ran a, a, a marketing consultancy back in the day. He used fax machines and he did print ads and all those amazing things. Nice. And then um, around my mid-20s, I decided I wanted to get into marketing as well. And I sort of got into the big London-based advertising agencies and worked there. And that's where I initially started working with Nissan, which is um, the flagship brand of the agency, doing a lot of digital and direct marketing. And then from there, I worked at Lloyd's Banking Group back into media agencies, working with Gucci, Swarovski, and the entire Nestle portfolio wow. from a strategic digital marketing planning perspective, which was part brand and part direct response. For anyone that doesn't know what that means, it's like some of it's revenue generation and some of it's brand building. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, then I worked at Combank for a number of years and, uh, and then into healthcare and online trading. So many different industries, many different styles of business. Um, obviously, agency side, was very different from client side. Client side mm. was a lot of leadership and strategic and uh, about business building and revenue generation and agency had that creative element to it. So yeah, yeah so that's yeah. in a nutshell. <laughs> love that, love that. Um, look, just, just going back to that, like in terms of like your, uh, again, obviously like marketing was something that you were surrounded with from a young age, but also to... Uh, you know, be able to gain a position at companies like that and be working with brands of that size and stature. Um, you know, what was your experience prior to that? Like what sort of qualifications did you have? Um, how did you get yourself to a position where you were able to work directly with some of the, the you know, biggest brands in the world essentially? 
That's actually a really great story. So when I tried to break into advertising in London, it was so hard and no recruiter would speak to me. I had mm. zero experience. Uh, I'd done like a three month stint in a PR agency um, unpaid, but that didn't seem to be enough. And after six months of literally knocking on doors and trying to get a job, um, I had this idea that I'd do a marketing campaign to get my first job. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, like I was, well, I'll just do a marketing campaign. So I spoke to my dad and he's like, use my graphic design. I get him to design like a brochure for you. He designed it. I mailed it out. Um, I mailed it to six agencies and five of them offered me a job straight away. Wow. That's impressive. First job. And that was in Manchester. I did that for a year and I'm like, now I have some experience. I'm going to pitch this agency in London that I really wanted to work at. I did four interviews there for different jobs before they finally realized I wasn't going to go away. And they gave me a job. Again, they were like, Nissan's a really prestigious brand. You don't have enough experience. And like, I basically sat in the interview and I said, I'm not, I'm not leaving until you give me a job. Like, I'll just keep coming back every time you advertise a job. I'll be there. And then, yeah, they let me in and. The rest is history. Hey, persistence pays. No, I, lo- I love that story. And I love the story, um, you know, I've also spoken to previous guests on the show. I've had, uh, you know, similar job um, success or career success because they have, instead of going through the usual, you know, interview process and sort of talking about yourself and all that sort of stuff, actually like showing an example or providing an example or doing something in your case, a marketing plan um, to kind of like show that expertise and you know put that in front of somebody, which is generally you know a step or a couple of steps ahead of other people as well who are sort of in that same space and, and vying for the same role. So it seems to be um, you know a, a reoccurring theme for success in uh, in many ways is to uh, a point of difference is to show what you can do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and just awesome. thinking a bit creatively because everyone's going to appreciate those skills when you start the job. Exactly, 100%, 100%. That creativity and also that persistence of saying, hey, guys, I'm here. I want I want the position. And, uh, yeah, it all came together very nicely. Excellent. So how long um, how long was your career sort of internationally, I suppose, you know, working with those brands before you came back to Australia? Um, so in end-to-end, um, I have 17 years I was in corporate. Yep. Um, and a good chunk of that here in Australia. I've been in Australia for 10 years now. So. Nice. Excellent. Excellent. And talk to us about uh, obviously everything that you are doing and passionate about these days, which is Hudson Digital. Talk, us, uh, talk to us about how Hudson Digital was created essentially. How did that transition go from working uh, with agencies to uh, going out on your own? Yeah, that was really interesting. So 2020 in June, I got made redundant um, during COVID and I was like, okay, this, yeah, but this is a great time or maybe not a great time. I don't know, but this is when I'm going to go out on my own and start my own agency. I didn't have any clients. It really did start from ground zero, no Mm. brand presence. I'd never thought about personal branding. I had no profile online. I'd always been in corporate life. I had no contacts, nothing, right? I started from zero. I know a lot of agency owners bring clients with them when they start. That wasn't the case for me. And, uh, And I started off, just being a generalist marketer. And then I had like coaches, they were like, pick a niche. I'm like, okay, I'll do advertising for dentists. Very competitive, very saturated market. And I had the same, the problem that I kind of solved now, which was I just sounded like everyone else. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd get on a sales call with these dentists and they're like, yeah, I've already heard that from two other agencies. And I'm like, it was so hard. Yeah, And it was so hard just to even get appointments. I was doing cold calling. I did cold email. I was on LinkedIn. I was trying all these things. And then I kind of 
had that kind of, I don't know, light bulb moment where I was like, why don't I just take everything I know about brand strategy in a corporate environment and apply it to myself? Yeah. Started creating content on social media, very educational, long videos, mm-hmm. um, posting in dentist groups, sharing value, helping them out. And then dentists just started coming to me. They're like, oh, I saw your post. Um, can you help me with my marketing? And it just, the whole process just changed. It like flipped. It was like, it wasn't me pitching anymore. They actually wanted to have a chat with me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like, there's so much um, just in that alone. It's it's a really interesting way to look at uh, you know, marketing in, in general and from a business owner's perspective, you know, you can you can be cold calling, you can be trying to win business, you can be, you know, trying to get leads. But as you put it, it wasn't until you had a brand presence and you started providing value in the form of content, regardless of what platform it's on. But, you know, having to, you know, you really have to build that no like and trust factor to really, you know, turn things around and go from that person who's making a cold call to somebody that's receiving inbound leads from people who want to talk to you. Um, and I think a lot of the times, you know, that can be pretty scary for, for a lot of business owners, um, but it, it definitely is a game changer. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. I mean, even just running ads for these business owners, yeah. if you're just running an ad that's an offer to a lead form, quick phone call to book a minute for an appointment and then they no-show. Why? Because you never built a brand connection with them. They don't even know mm. who you are still. Yeah. And as soon as you like do a marketing campaign where you're building, whether it's your corporate brand or your personal brand, where you're actually demonstrating the value and they make a connection with you, they're more likely to turn into a client. They're more likely to hang around as well. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I suppose, and again, you know, from... Uh, you know, from our perspective, uh, you know, from an agency side as well, it's it's one of those things. You know, we're always having to have that conversation with the you know the, the client or the the partner, the business that we're partnering with, is you know is that conversation around the value of investing in in content and branding and social media, as opposed to what everybody really wants, which is like you said, put an ad out there and hopefully you get a sale straight away and it's happy days. It, it just doesn't work like that anymore. So um, very excited to dive more into how we can go about you know, building a personal brand essentially. Um, and one of the things uh, that you, you know, have created and talk about a lot is the personal branding diamond. So I'd love to dive into that and, uh, and get your thoughts on that. Absolutely. So with personal branding or corporate branding, either way, it's really about building that trust and credibility and that likability. Like you mentioned that people connect with you and they want to work with you. Because the thing about personal branding is, yes, obviously we expect that you are an expert, that you have very high quality service, that you get outcomes to your clients. But if we put that aside and say everyone in the market's good at what they do, it really comes down to them connecting with you at a personal level. And then it's not about money and window shopping. It's they've connected with you, they trust you, and they want to do business with you. Now, one of the things I noticed in the beginning is, well, what if I don't have results? Or what if I never collected testimonials? Or what if my clients don't want to share their results because it's private information? I have that with a lot of corporate clients. They don't want me shouting about what, how much revenue I generated for them. Yeah. So then there are other areas where you can build your credibility that doesn't solely rely on testimonials and results. So the diamond that I created is really about building your reputation in four main areas. One obviously is trust, which is the testimonials, video testimonials, et cetera. Another area is authority. And that's how I started. Share your expertise um, like you're doing. Interview other experts, um, mm. create thought leadership. So that's another area. Another area is third-party endorsement, which could be like being featured in the press or winning awards. So someone outside of you has endorsed you as being an expert. 
And then the last area, which is the area I find most businesses really struggle with, is emotional connection to that audience. Sharing personal information about you, sharing stories. Where have you failed? Where have you struggled? What lessons can you share? It's that emotional side of a person where someone feels like they get to know you behind the scenes. Like you think of your favorite actor, you kind of do want to know what they eat for breakfast or what they do in their spare time because you want to get to know the person. So yeah. Love that, love that. And I think that's a, a really great framework for business owners to look at and uh, very quickly kind of see where there's potentially some holes in their marketing and branding strategy because, hey, maybe we're not doing X, Y, and Z. Um, and I think there's lots of value in kind of you know looking at the overall picture of when we're looking at marketing for business, it's not just trying to, uh, you know, it's not just push marketing. It's not just that direct response, buy our stuff approach. It really is, you know, featuring the good and the value that your business and your services provided to previous customers, sharing your thoughts and experiences. And, uh, you know, the fourth point as well is building that emotional connection comes back to, it's basically why social media exists really because, you know, People want to do business with people. People want to interact with other people. And, you know, if you can put a face to the brand, if you can put a face to the business, if you can build those personal connections, um, you know, you're going to have a lot more success and, you know, genuine business in the long run. Yes, absolutely. I think um, some really great examples, you know, is, uh, you know, a lot of trade-based businesses, um, you know, can really embrace social media. Uh, These days, we see a lot of trade-based businesses that are constantly putting out content and showing what they're up to on the day-to-day and all that sort of stuff. And it really builds, uh, you know, great rapport. And I think, you know, one of the other areas is potentially professional services or other businesses which, you know, typically have been a little bit more closed off and haven't necessarily put a a face to the brand per se. Um, You know, there's lots of opportunity and there's lots of scope, um, you know, to try different things and, and, uh, as you said, use that personal branding diamond to to get some real results and traction. Yeah, and so last year there was some research conducted out of the US which said, I asked some people in America, who do you think should build a personal brand? Right at the top was your doctor, your dentist, your financial planner, your coach, yeah. uh, you know, all of those uh, kind of businesses, local businesses, smaller businesses that should be building their personal brand. And just on, um, to give an example of what you mentioned about trades, um, I know a guy who's a house painter and he built his business on social media recording video explaining exactly what he was doing when he was painting houses all the little details the technical things he built yeah. a following of other painters that wanted to learn from him on social yes. media yes and when you think about painters they typically just run google ads and it's like well who's got the better price but when you look at this guy he was in his own lane yeah exactly it's, it's another point of difference and um you know you've got a point there where there's so many businesses these days where there's so much, um, you know, choice, whether it's painters or hairdressers or dentists or anything like that, you know, there's so many businesses of that similar nature. It's like, you know, what is your point of difference? Um, You know, to your point with Google ads, are you just competing on price to try and get that next lead or that next customer? It's like, what else can we do outside of that to really stand apart um, and and build a community as well? Because the the paid advertising component isn't necessarily going to build you a a loyal following. It's it's something that you have to put a little bit more time and effort into. So, um, yeah, that's very exciting. I think um, 
One of the things that I'd also love to talk about is the RCU blueprint, which is obviously something that uh, you are very much behind as well. And I think there's lots of value to to get for anybody tuning in as well. So I'd love to talk about that. Yeah. So basically, this is a formula for business growth and it stands for reach, credibility and uniqueness as being a, a formula for growing your business. Now, we talked about credibility already, so that's pretty much covered, but there's so many different ways you can build your credibility. And to give some examples, obviously, we talked about testimonials, um, you know, being a a guest on a podcast or contacting your local radio station to see if you can be interviewed. They're actually always looking for people, Mm. um, you know, writing a guest post uh, for a publication. They're all ways that you can sort of build your credibility. Um, In terms of reach, obviously, if people don't know from you, they can't buy from you. Yes. So it's really about building your reach. And that's where these things sort of come together. You know, if it's relevant, building your, your uh, LinkedIn presence, um, building your network. Um, I have usually have clients audit their network and go, well, how many people know of, know of you? How big are your social media networks? Mm-hmm. How big is your client base? And how often do you react, um, in, like interact with them? So in media, we talk about reach and frequency as the yes. two main things yes. for advertising, which is reach is how many unique people are you reaching with an ad? And frequency is how many times are they seeing that at? Mm-hmm. So now apply that to the personal brand and go, how many people know about you and how often are you appearing to them? Whether that's you contacting them by email because they were a past client, sending them a newsletter, or the fact that you're posting on LinkedIn every day and they see you in their feed, but they need to be reminded of you all the time. Otherwise people forget. Yeah. So yeah. that's the importance of reach. Uh, and then uniqueness is really about looking at yourself and going, what is it that makes me and my business unique? And this is where a lot of clients really struggle. And often I find that somewhere buried in their about us section is some really interesting and important facts that they've just sort of thrown under the carpet or they've never really sat down and audited themselves. Like I I work with a real estate agent. He used to be an investment banker. He never told me that. I learned it from one of his clients. I'm like, don't you think that that makes you unique as a real estate agent? Don't you think that's beneficial for clients that you have that kind of you know, expertise. Yes. And so it's kind of evaluating yourself and looking at, and for some people, it's just, it's their personality that makes them unique. I have a real Mm. estate agent that's really, really got an amazing personality. I'm like, that's what you're going to present in your personal brand because that's really unique to you. So. Yeah. And I I think, you know, for some people, it is much easier to, uh, you know, put themselves out there and, uh, you know, jump behind the front, you know, jump behind the camera or in front of the camera, whatever it might be. Um, if Is there any advice that you have for people who maybe are not as eager to, you know, get behind the camera or, or put themselves out there in that way? Is there something that they can do, are there things that they can work on to, you know, build their personal brand while maybe not being, um, you know, again, in front of the camera so much because it can be daunting for some people? Yeah, I get asked that question a lot, actually. It's really interesting because I'm actually very introverted. Like when I was much younger, I couldn't even pick up the phone and speak to people. And so I completely get that. And even making video content took me a long time to feel confident doing it. If you look at my early videos, I'm just sort of deadpan, like a rabbit in headlights kind of thing. Probably couldn't even sit through a whole video. Same here, same here. here. (laughs) They're pretty cringy. cringy. Yeah, um, what I would say is, um, you know, you, you can obviously do some work or some coaching on, on presenting skills and public speaking skills that can definitely be really helpful uh, in terms of getting confident doing that. I do think that just practice, you know, if you're recording a video of yourself, you can re-record it many times, just feeling 
um, you know, building some confidence and just doing it. Um, at minimum, I say to my clients, if you don't feel comfortable doing video, at least have an image of yourself when you're putting out posts so people start to identify you and recognize you as the personal brand. But it really is, I guess, looking at that sort of believing in yourself. I always say to my clients, you have to believe in you. You have to believe in what you offer. Your clients have to believe in what you in you and what you offer, and they need to believe in themselves. Ultimately, that is the requirement for people to get results. So love, part of it could that. be self-belief. You need to believe in yourself and put yourself out there as a business owner. Uh, for some of the larger businesses I work with, they may want other experts or sales team to build personal brand. So it may not be the owner, but it, it may be other people within the business. But there's always a risk then if they leave that you lose that personal brand. Yes, so it's really yes. a case of just doing it, just stepping out of your comfort zone and just doing it re repeatedly and knowing that it's not about you, it's about serving others. And when you come from a place of service and you want to help more people and make more impact. Yeah, that's a that's a huge point of difference. I think, uh, you know, that definitely does make a big impact is just yeah, changing your perspective a little bit in terms of, um, you know, whether it's not necessarily being comfortable on social media or not thinking that you have enough, you know, value to add for, you know, PR or something like that. It's kind of like, well, why did you get into business in the first place? What is it that you love about it? Um, you know, how do you provide value to people? How do you want to help people? And, uh, and approach it from that perspective. And oftentimes, uh, you know, not only will it make it a lot easier, but it will also help guide you in the types of content and the way that you brand yourself as well, because it's coming from that, you know, place of authenticity, like you said. Yeah, definitely. I think the biggest barrier is going to be overthinking or worrying or yes. second guessing yourself, essentially. Yes. Just taking perfect action, just put content out there. People will appreciate the fact that you've just done that and that they get to learn from you. They're more interested in what you have to say than how you're looking. Exactly, exactly. And if it's perfectly scripted and perfectly shot, uh, you know, oftentimes it doesn't land as well as what, you know, something that is authentic as well. So trying to uh, trying to get it perfect isn't the best strategy either. It's definitely about just getting that value out there and, uh, and making a start. Definitely, yeah. Would love to get your take, uh, Louise, on just the current marketing landscape as it is, you know, in uh, 2022, essentially. What, uh, what you know, types of either platforms or strategies are you sort of finding that are working best for yourself or across the board? Would just love to get your take on that. Yeah, definitely. So you've probably seen this too, but I feel like marketing goes in waves. Someone figures out a strategy that works. Other people see it, they start doing it, the market mm. becomes saturated, that doesn't work anymore, and we move on to the next thing. And I've really seen that a lot on social media, that um, I call it the guru effect. Like a guru, someone yes. figures out something that works well, teaches a whole bunch of people, and then the market gets saturated, and mm. then it doesn't work anymore. And this is kind of the issue with marketing in general, and what we've discussed before, just running ads on Google where there's no point of difference, we've not really worked on your brand and value proposition, it's just so hard to get results in this day and age and yeah. especially with everything in covid so many more people are online so much more content online it's kind of hard to cut through and what i do with my clients is there are no scripts there is no formula it's really about understanding you as your unique brand and how you want to grow your business and who you want to connect with and being authentic mm -hmm. so it's not like a just follow these two steps like when i sit with my clients it's like how do you want to grow your brand? Is it, where are your clients? They're on LinkedIn. Let's focus on LinkedIn, but also look at expanding that. And I'm very excited about taking offline networking groups and bringing them online and integrating different things in different ways. Yeah. So every that. client I have has a different marketing plan. 
because mm. they're unique. One of them wants to write a book, wants to be a cover. that's very different from someone who just wants to, um, you know, wants to be a guest on podcasts, for example. So yeah. it's building what I call a strategic personal brand plan for how they want to build their profile online. The other thing is that personal branding can be used for growing a business, but also many business owners that are already very successful are not looking to grow their business, but they see the value of personal branding for retention and client advocacy. Yes. How do we turn clients into raving fans by building a personal brand? They see your content out on LinkedIn. They see that you've written a book and they're like, that's my mortgage yes. broker right there. That's my real estate agent. Yes. And that's a whole nother topic that we can go into and maybe we need to save it for another day. But, um, you know, there is such a, a misconception in, you know, just the, the wider business community that if business is going well and, hey, maybe I don't need you know, new leads at the moment or I don't need new revenue, et cetera, and so forth because we're going so well. It's like, yes, but that's only sort of one lens of the business as well. Like, as you mentioned, what about retention? What about, you know, your future uh, community, your future customer base um, and, you know, providing value, building a personal brand, social media, digital marketing, all of that, you know, has a place in terms of, providing value to your existing customers or your existing client base not just trying to attract new customers as well so i think that's a really important topic that um again not a lot of people think of you know we think of marketing and it's all about hey new leads new business um but you have a business that's built on your current customer and client base and how can you you know provide more information how can you you know uh, you know increase your authority in the marketplace how can you maintain your thought leadership um, and all of that can go through personal branding yeah and then the other area that i work with on clients is how do you want to monetize your personal brand so yes. you have your current business and you know it's all about leverage right so you're either mm -hmm. leveraging your time through hiring more people to help you run the business so you can spend less time in it or you need to look at digitizing your knowledge in some way through writing a book, through building a course, for example. So I look at my clients, you know, what do you want to do in the future? Photographer. Well, I don't want to be going to photography events. You know, I'm getting older. I want other ways that I can monetize my expertise where I don't have to show up and do photo shoots all the time. Yes. So it's kind of exploring other ways that you can take your personal brand to future proof you or to increase your revenue streams. Love that. Love that. Louise, thank you so much for sharing all that. If anybody is interested, they want to learn more, they want to learn more about the RCU Blueprint or the Personal Branding Diamond, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, so you can go to my website, gohudsondigital.com or you can find me on LinkedIn. Perfect. Louise, thank you so much for your time today. We'll definitely have to get you back on the podcast sometime in the future and all the best. Thank you. Thanks so much. So that's it for another episode. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. If you love the show, the greatest form of feedback you can give is to leave a review. It helps the show grow. It helps more people find it. And I would really appreciate that. Head over to anthonygmurphy.com where you'll find all the show notes and links for today's episode. And if you just want to stay up to date with me and see what I'm up to, head over to Instagram, anthonygmurphy and say day. And I will talk to you in the next episode.